it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I stand by it. I believe I'm correct. That Elon Musk is a, is a transactional man. Allegedly, he's a card-carrying member of the ACLU. Now, I don't need him to be anything more than transactional. I mean, that's kind of the tech world, right? You remember Data from whichever Star Trek spinoff? It's almost like these people that work in this industry are not really humans. They're, they're almost like robots. They're almost like artificial intelligence, some of them, or at least that's the way they come across. I mean, who would ever think, wow, you know, I met Mark Zuckerberg, and what a, what a warm an inviting human being. I don't think any of us would be shocked if Mark Zuckerberg, like in the middle of a speech, just sort of stopped, like started spastically moving. And then all of a sudden, like the rubber skin disappeared. And there was, there was like a cyborg body underneath it. I don't think anybody would be surprised by that. But with Musk, whether it's transactional or it, it's truly in his heart, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if Ayn Rand was alive right now, Elon Musk would be the basis for a character in one of her books. I mean, you've got, you've got elements of the Fountainhead here and Atlas Shrugged and, I mean, all this stuff. And it's amazing to watch the people who so smugly thought they were repeating a typical Republican free market talk. Well, it's a private company. They can do whatever they want. It's a private company. They can do whatever they want are now screaming, this is a public utility. <laughs> There's danger involved. And that's going to bring me to an even bigger topic on the schools in just a second. And by the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to join us today. And it's interesting. I'm watching writers from as far away as Rolling Stone and as close as the Associated Press ginning up this idea that she's guilty of a crime and thus should be removed from the ballot in Georgia. She's actually defending herself. I don't even know why she's defending herself. Because a citizen group brought this to a judge who was like, yeah, I'll hear the case. Really, she should have just sat there and said to this, this prosecutor, do you have evidence of a crime? No? Then why are we here? Nobody, nobody has been charged. Under 18 U.S. Code 2383. Nobody. That is the statute regarding insurrection. Nobody has been charged under that. And even if they were, let's just say there was a group of people that were charged under 18 U.S.C. 2383. That doesn't connect them to Marjorie Taylor Greene. But she said supportive things. That's not a crime. That's not a crime. Unless you can prove that she aided an insurrection where no one has been charged with insurrection. Well, she was texting Mark Meadows about overturning the election. Again, not a crime. And these text messages were unbeknownst to the people who went into the into the Capitol. You would have to establish you would have to establish a link between Marjorie Taylor Greene and her private text messages to now the only reason does, does anyone not see this is the weasel work of Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin? And on a side note to a side note, I'm, I'm really losing faith. I want to be wrong about Kevin McCarthy, but Kevin McCarthy needs to have the courage to say, 
when we take the Congress, we are going to hold ethics hearings for the purpose of determining whether or not we should expel Jamie Raskin and Adam Schiff from the House of Representatives. I, I, don't, I don't know what else he would need. Schiff is one of the people behind the Trump-Russia hoax. What about Swalwell? Literally sleeping with a Chinese spy. And you want to get into Marjorie Taylor Greene's emails and text messages. But again, playing a three-second clip of her in court saying, well, this is like 1776. That's not a crime. It doesn't establish a crime. It doesn't link her into a crime. It doesn't link her in any way to any event that took place on January 6th. Well, she supported the rally. The rally was not a crime. Organizing a rally is not a crime. Marching in a rally is not a crime. Speaking at a rally is not a crime. Standing on the Capitol is not a crime. Entering the Capitol when the police let you in is not a crime. They're taking what we all saw and we all agree was wrong. You should not go into the Capitol and break stuff and steal stuff, and fight with police officers. And if you do, you're going to be charged with relevant crimes. Just because some furry-headed sleazebag named Jamie Raskin, uh, the, the coup, the, the coup, and the, the insurrection, the coup, just because he keeps repeating it over and over does not make it so. And you have McCarthy and Meadows who are handing their text messages over to the January 6th committee. And what are they doing with them? Well, they might as well just send it to CNN. They might as well just send, they might as well just bypassed Adam Kinzinger and gone straight to the New York Times. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. But let me, let me return to course here. Now there's a threat of an employee rebellion and even sabotage. Inside Twitter, we saw the same thing with Disney over the parents' rights and education bill, which is now the law. Is this how the new CEO runs a company? I'm not saying CEOs should run companies with iron fists and not have respect for the fact that employees are people and have lives. And in their lives, they're going to have ups and downs that may at times affect their ability to be at work. But when you have a company, if this is how corporations are going to run going forward, they're going to collapse. The idea that if, if you don't, you don't do exactly politically as your employees demand, they're going to walk out. You know, there's, there's over 300 million people in this country and there are millions more begging to get into this country. If you can't, don't think we can find nerds in hooded sweaters to work at Twitter, you're wrong. At some point, you need to say, this is the company's policy. If you don't like it, don't work here. And I'm not talking about making somebody make a decision they can't make where you say, well, this company's now going to be guided 100% by uh, this this." Uh, faith or belief and if you don't stand up right now and proclaim it you can't work here i mean for the most part when you look at companies i work for salem now i work for sirius xm in the day salem at night salem is a christian-based media company 
And what that means is you cannot do things that violate their Christian mission. But that doesn't mean you have to be a Christian to work for the company. It just means you can't violate their mission. You know, I don't remember Democrats saying, well, Hobby Lobby's a private business. They could do whatever they want. Their view of corporations and business are the same as free speech. I like free speech as long as you're saying what I agree with. As long as you're not hurting my feelings. So you get this piece from the Washington Post. I got it off of MSN because I'm not paying for the Washington Post paywall. Twitter workers face a reality they've long feared. Elon Musk is owner. Twitter employees reacted with shock and dismay Monday as a new reality sank in. Elon Musk, the world's richest man, free speech defender, and strong critic of Twitter would be the company's new owner. Oh, the humanity. You know, I don't remember this many people being upset when Jeff Bezos is like, I'll just take the Washington Post. Oh, there was some grumblings, right? Like there's some grumblings about Jen Psaki going to MSNBC, but en masse, there was no walkouts. There was a journalist here and a journalist there that smugly proclaimed that uh, this is not real journalism if Jeff Bezos takes over, but the Washington Post has gone on being the Washington Post. As a matter of fact, it's become even more left-wing. They hired this brat, Taylor Lorenz, to go around doxing anyone on social media, mostly Twitter, that the left doesn't like. Um, I'm, like, going to dox you because, like, you're a meanie. She sounds like a very dumb person, but that's besides the point. So now they're afraid of even sabotaging the company. And it says, Musk's involvement in Twitter, which began this month when he made, a pu- made public that he planned to acquire a large stake in the company, had already produced outcries from employees. In dozens of internal messages obtained by the Post, workers expressed worries that the firebrand Musk could inflict damage to the company's culture and make it harder for people to do their jobs. Translation, we don't get to be a bunch of progressive censors. We don't get to sit at our desks and play algorithm games and decide whose content is shared and whose isn't. Observers and misinformation researchers echoed the criticism. The company, which is based in liberal San Francisco, has more than 5,000 employees, has spent years building a progressive corporate culture that allows employees to say just about anything they want and live anywhere they choose. So they can say whatever they want, you can't. Twitter was the first company to take action against former President Donald Trump for his tweets supporting Capitol rioters on January 6, 2021. And engineering teams have spent years building tools to fight spam, disinformation, and hate speech under an initiative known as Healthy Conversations. Quote, I don't know any non-engineer who works on health issues who sees how this helps, said a Twitter employee in an interview in response to questions about Musk's ownership, referring to the company's health division that enforces rules against harmful content such as hate speech and misinformation. Most find it dispiriting. Well, let's see. The Hunter Biden laptop story turned out to be uh, true. The lockdowns supported by Twitter turned out to be false, meaning they didn't really save anyone. So a bunch of dipwads 
sitting in an office with like jellied chairs and purple hair, maybe with the office pet and avocado toast. I know some of you like avocado toast. And avocado toast are like, uh, actually, we should decide uh, what real information is. You guys got it wrong. You know, if Twitter had nailed it, I might go, look, you know, they've done a pretty good job. Everything they 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 seem to um, side with worked. But it didn't. And they were wrong on so many things. So maybe we should get back to the idea of free speech and freedom of the press. But is it a private company? Yeah, I know. And Elon Musk owns it now. One six six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. We are right; they are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority Monday to Friday, noon to three East, nine to noon West on Sirius XM Patriot Channel one twenty five.